Welcome to the Live Well Podcast. I'm your host, Liv, a naturopathic doctor, mentor, energy healer, Akashic reader, intuitive, energetic business mentor, and honestly, so much more. I help you heal on a physical and emotional level so that you can feel delicious in your health, body, relationships, career, and bank account. This show is for those of you who are looking to go beyond the basic wellness stuff, cut out the BS, and really create a life you love. We talk about health, trauma healing, energetics, feminine energy, wealth, and magnetism so that you can live a life that feels delicious. In these episodes, we will have an honest conversation without the fluffy bullshit. You walk away with all of the insights, tools, and tips to truly live your best life, mind, body, and soul. If you are looking to live well, you are in the right place. For ways to work with me, visit keepupwithlive.com and follow me on Instagram at keepupwithlive for more. And with that, let's get into the show. Hello, hello. I'm so excited. I'm going to be doing all of the questions that were posted in the Journey to Glow group, especially because I talk with my hands, there's facial expressions. I'm a very, this is why I'm a self-projecting projector. Voice is very important for me as opposed to writing. So we're going to dive deep into all of those questions. If you left one, I'm going to answer it for you. If there's anything else that you want me to answer, just pop in a comment and we are going to go through them. So I love question and answers. I'm going to pull up the group. So. First question is from Melissa. What slash how do I even start overall healing? Most areas of my life are stuck and miserable and I want to heal and purge these emotions stuck in my body, but I don't know how to do that on my own. This is also a second part question, so I'm gonna answer this one first. There's a reason that you can't do it on your own, right? You're not trained in somatic trauma release, right? So if you feel like, why can't I release these emotions? I'm stuck. It's because you're not trained to do it. Just like if your car breaks down and you don't know how to fix it, you don't get down on yourself like, why do I not know how to fix my car? Like, you're not a mechanic. I mean, unless you're a mechanic, and then like, you'll know how to fix it. But otherwise, you're not trained to be a mechanic, so you can't expect to know how to fix your car. Same thing with somatic trauma release. You can't be expected to know how to release your own trauma, slash you can't, like it does require, you have to learn, you have to go to school, you write exams, like it is a special technique. So in terms of actually releasing the trauma, that's what I'm gonna say about that, is joining a container that actually involves somatic trauma release. But how to start overall healing is really start bringing awareness to your traumas, your date, your emotions, relationships, where you're people pleasing, where you have trouble setting boundaries. Perhaps you're already aware of things with your parents, relationships that play in. Awareness is key because you can start to change the patterns going forward by just bringing awareness. So if you know, uh, you frequently do things out of guilt for mom. Being aware, like, huh, I'm feeling guilty, like I have to do this. Now you can stop being guilty going forward. Now, is it going to be tough? Yes, because until you release that little girl part of you that feels guilty if she doesn't do things for mom, it's going to be tougher. Can you still do it? Yes. And so there is a bunch of things you can still do. Bring awareness and stop the behaviors moving forward and then get into whatever container you can to actually release it. So part two of Melissa's question, where slash how do I start an emotional healing journey on my own until I'm in the position to be able to invest? So hopefully this makes sense. Hopefully, I guess my answer that made sense based on both of your questions, bring awareness and start changing the behaviors going forward. Okay, Meredith asks, re-people-pleasing slash setting boundaries. 
I'm working on setting better boundaries. However, I'm still falling into a people-pleasing trap, a feeling as though I have to give a reason why or an excuse or a disclaimer of sorts. What would be a good practice in trying to let that habit go? So the core issue here is that you believe that you need to justify your need to not do something. So in terms of the boundaries of people-pleasing, let's take the example of, I don't know, not going to a baby shower. You feel like you have to justify your need for not going to a baby shower versus just not wanting to go is not enough. So the habit and practice would be you need to start validating your reasoning as enough because if you don't think that it's enough, you're expecting other people to not think that it's enough. Versus if you like, oh, like it, it's enough that I just like don't have the capacity to go, then perfect. It doesn't matter that like, you can't go because you got to go to the dentist. You could not want to go and sit at home and watch Real Housewives. But if that's what you want, like you don't need to justify. So the habit you're practicing is just validating yourself, not needing a disclaimer excuse. There's an element of you that still feels like in order not to people please and in order to set boundaries, you need to justify it. Like there needs to be, I don't know, an emergency or something big at work or so-and-so is sick versus that's not the case. So that's like a self-love kind of issue. Okay, let me take a sip of my tea. I'm drinking ginger tea. It is yummy. Okay. You've mentioned something as small as forgetting your child at a grocery store can cause them trauma in adulthood. Is there a way to offset this? Say, for example, this happens with my son. Do I just get him some energy healing to clear it? I don't want it carried into his adulthood. Thank you. Love this question. So two things, because I work with a lot of parents. You will not be a perfect parent. That's fine. Your children chose you. They literally chose, in this case, Jess. They chose Jess to be mom. They chose whoever to be dad, right? So once you take the label off of trying to be perfect, it's going to be fine. Now, the key in terms of like helping him not carry it in is just to get him to talk about his feelings. How did you feel when, you know, you couldn't find mom, like you couldn't find me or couldn't find mom in the grocery store? You know, I, it was really scary. Like I was worried I was never going to see you again. Oh my gosh, that is so scary that you thought you'd never see me again. Yeah, you know what? Like, it was really scary. Like, it's, it's about talking about it, getting them to acknowledge their feelings out loud, and then validating their feelings for doing so. But good question. Okay. We've got three questions from Christy, uh, or Kirsty, sorry. And if you guys have any questions, just put them in the comments, and I'm happy to answer them. Okay. Number one, how to deal with resistance to limiting beliefs and thoughts. So the resistance is coming because at some point you don't believe it, right? The resistance to like, let's say the belief is making money is easy and there's resistance to that. It's because you don't actually believe it. In order to deal with it, you need to pinpoint where it is you picked up that resistance. So is it from mom, from dad, from society? And you need to remove that because until you remove that, it's like trying to... You can't out-affirm a negative belief that has a structure built within your brain since you were little that tells you the opposite. And that's why some people can do affirmations until the cows come home and like say, I am rich for like a decade and nothing actually happens is because affirmations won't do shit until you actually remove the structure that taught you that, if that makes sense. So dealing with the resistance, you have to uncover the part of you that still believes it and 
they need to be made to feel safe that that's okay. Because, for example, let's take the making money is easy. Chances are you picked that up from your parents. They're like, no, it's not. So parents didn't want you to believe that making money is easy because they wanted you to work hard because they believed that working hard was safe. Then you have security. Then you have like, it's all for positive reasons. So if you believe work hard and make money, you're safe. It's easy to make money. No, that's not safe. Your system will never put you in an unsafe position. So you need to bring safety around that. Let me know if that answers that. Okay. Your second question was how to complete the last stage in the trauma cycle without getting stuck in a loop. And that's again what I'm going to say the same thing I said with, with uh, Melissa. You have to go through like training to learn how to complete a, a trauma cycle in a healthy way, especially because it's kind of like a car. You could try to Google how to fix your car and end up messing it up. Just like you could try to like release your own trauma and just re-traumatize you. But like if you don't have a degree in psychology, if you don't like actually know what you're doing, you can cause more harm and good. So I never say to people, oh, like go try and release your own trauma because I don't want you to re-traumatize yourself. And it does require like, it's like someone trying to do surgery on themselves. Like it's just a no-go. Third question, why do people self-sabotage themselves, i.e. goals, happiness? Several reasons. A, because they don't believe it's possible. B, because they don't believe they're worthy of it. And that's normally a big component is they don't actually believe that they're worthy of it or they haven't done something to earn it. And three, there is a secondary gain that they are getting from not healing, staying in their victim, etc. And so what a secondary gain means is that there's something you are getting from not healing. There is a benefit you are getting from not making more money or staying in that relationship, whether it is attention, whether it is like um, sympathy from others, like there, there's an element that like you're getting. So if you feel like you're self-sabotaging, really start to ask yourself, A, do I even feel worthy of the things like I'm trying to not self-sabotage of? And B, what are the secondary gains that I'm getting? Like, what do I gain from staying here? Is it so like I continue to have like a story that's my identity so people feel bad for me and they give me attention and whatever it is. Those are normally the reasons why people self-sabotage. And if you clean those up, those normally happen or like that, that kind of like goes away. But you have to feel worthy. Okay. Um, what about if they are too young to talk about it? I would get them to do movements about it. So if they don't, can't like do audible language, get them to move energy, get them to, if they're having like a temper tantrum, this is often where kids or parents try not to allow their kids to have temper tantrums. Temper tantrums are beautiful. The thing is when kids are developing, their brains don't actually know how to process emotion properly yet. So they don't know what to do about it. So they have tantrums. Then parents get upset and they punish kids for handling their emotions the best they know how and they shut down so the best thing you can do if they can't talk about it is encourage them to express themselves no matter what if they're crying let them cry if they're like angry and they're like banging their fist like bang it with them and get them to like keep banging and keep going you really want to encourage children to have their expression and not shut it down so that they start repressing things because keep in mind they will naturally know what to do it's normally an adult who comes in and punishes them for expressing it and then of course as they get older you can teach them healthy ways but especially with like anger and crying they're often taught that that's not okay or like punished for, for throwing a tantrum so Jessica let me know if that makes sense 
Okay, how do you let go of a recent relationship that you know doesn't serve you? So in order to let go, you have to have the belief that whatever your perceived loss is in that relationship, you can actually have again. So let's say you're trying to let it go and do you think that you're never going to love again and that's why you're holding on? Do you think you're never going to be happy again and that's why you're holding on? The holding on is not normally to the person, it's to what you believe you'll either never get again or like can't get again. And even like memory wise, it's not even specific memory, what did the memory make you feel? Do you think you're never gonna have good sex again? Like whatever it is, identify what it is you think you're never gonna get again, and then see how that has already been demonstrated in your life right now. So let's say you've lost, like you think you're never gonna be loved again. Where has love popped up for you or where have you still been loved in your current day even without that quote-unquote relationship? Because if you feel unsafe that you're never going to find it again, especially if you have a history of like anxious attachment style, you're not going to want to let go. Because if you're really anxious in terms of anxious attachment, you're going to hold on to this relationship until you find something new, which we don't want because this is a trauma bond (laughs) and we're just like letting go of one to trauma bond to another. But in order to feel the safety to let go of this one before grasping onto a new one, I love that. See, this is why we do video. Can I kind of do this? You actually need to feel safe within yourself and find that thing that you're scared is going to let go of, like the love, and give it to yourself. Does that make sense? Mm. I think there was a couple more in the group that I... I love these questions. Okay. How do you work on your self-concept daily other than words of affirmation? So affirmation can be good, but if you're doing words of affirmation or even like literally affirmations like, I'm beautiful, I'm rich, etc., then they're not going to stick until you kind of do the unsexy work. So to work on your self-concept, I would look at what are the things you're trying to affirm and what are the shadow, people call it shadow work, shadow parts, unsexy parts that you actually need to dive into. That's the work that most people avoid. So like, it's fun, like we're doing affirmations and I know it's trendy to journal and do affirmations, which is great, but then people get frustrated that they're not working and it's normally because you're not sitting with the parts of yourself. So to work on your self-concept, you actually need to visit those parts of yourself that if you're saying like, I don't know, I'm worthy, what are the parts that don't feel worthy? Were you were made to feel unworthy by a past romantic partner? Were you bullied in school? Did mom and dad make you feel like shit? And you need to sit with those parts, that age of yourself and like, process that emotion and sit with how shitty it feels to feel worthless and to not feel good enough and to do all those things. That's how you work on your self-concept. That's how you actually move through things. Which I know is hard. It's not, it's not always super fun, but the reward in the end is a, is a lot well, more rewarding. Okay. My question isn't the norm, but is there a way to get your period back? I lost it when I lived abroad, and it's been a good six years. For the last two months, I've had spotting and would love to get it back because I am too young not to have it. So, your cycle is tied to your feminine energy. If you do not have a cycle, we need to work on your feminine energy, which is your worthiness. It's in your lower like half of your body. Obviously, that's where your womb is. That was where your uterus is. I'd be curious, is there any kind of like sexual trauma, hormonal trauma that you kind of like need to work through. It could be either of those things or even just are you hyper in your masculine? Are you burnt out? Perfectionism, body focused, direction focused. And direction focused just means that you're obsessed with getting like the next job, the next promotion, the next thing. 
look at where you're stuck in your masculine and or is there like sexual trauma that you need to let go of that's getting stored in that space because all of those things will make your body not be in touch with its feminine essence and the most feminine essence thing is your cycle right it's this thing only female or whatever the correct females have can i say yeah i think that's the correct term females have or you know what i mean so that's like going to be your report card. So yes, it's possible to get it back. I've brought back tons of cycles, but it requires a deconditioning from the masculine, getting into your feminine energy and working on your, your worthiness and, and self-love, but a hundred percent. What are the best steps to heal anxious attachment style? Great question. Actually, I'm thinking I might do like a attachment styles masterclass sometime this year to really like just focus on like the nervous system work just for that alone. But the key with anxious attachment style is that you don't feel safe on your own. You need to build safety within yourself so that you're not getting safety from a partner. So the best step is you have to start being safe within yourself. You cannot unfortunately do that when you're anxiously attached in a relationship. So it's very hard for people with anxious attachment style, not impossible, but harder because if they're anxiously attached to their partner who's always in the next room, they have no reason because their default is to go to their partner who's right there. You're going to need to really create the space and to create like actual space for you, not just like physical space, but space for you to feel safe within yourself, which means doing more things alone, whether that's going to restaurants alone, whether that's going on a trip alone or going away for the weekend by yourself, like doing things alone is really going to help that because it requires you to find safety within yourself. But it also tells me that you are not safe within yourself. So look at the aspects that, why do you not feel like you have your own back and the thing that you want or feel like your partner is going to give you in terms of like that safety and security, you have to start giving to yourself. Let me know if that makes sense. I feel like I was the queen of like anxious attachment style. I remember once an ex, like if they didn't text me good morning, I was like, oh my God, they're going to break up with me. They're never going to talk to me again. Oh my God, they've definitely broken up with me. And I would just spiral and cry and panic and I slept in. And so, like, I fully get it. Anxious attachment is not a, a fun place to be. Are there any more questions? Questions? Okay, beautiful. This was fun. I want to do more Q&As like this. We've also got some fun stuff planned for the portal coming up, like just new lives we're going to do, new concepts um, and everything like that. So I'm really excited for that. Do not, okay, because I'm just seeing the, the worry that you, not, you may not find love again. Find the love within yourself. Someone else just adds to you. That worry goes away when you're so full of love with yourself that the love you feel in life is not contingent on whether someone else is there. That makes sense. But yeah, we got some beautiful things that new moon coming up. I got, I got, got fun stuff planned. 2023 is going to be the year. So thank you guys so much for coming. Come to the next Q&A. I love answering questions in my human design. I'm a five line, so I thrive on questions. And as a projector, I wait for the invitation. So the questions give me the invitation. But with that being said, I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful day. And I will talk to you soon.